there and welcome to um this is our second edition yeah. of the podcast right Gina yes. second edition and we Razzy and Gina. That's right. I was about to say we officially have a name now, and it is called Mimosa Moments with Jazz and Gina. And guess what? Drop it. Hello. <laughs> Nothing like some good bubbling. <laughs> Absolutely. And this one I'm quite proud of. I don't know if you can see. It's actually Black Girl Magic, because that's what we are. We are. We are I Black Girl Magic. I'll have to try it. It's very good. I absolutely love it. And you know what I do? I actually subscribe to them for, um, I mean, outside of the fact that I love to drink, there's nothing wrong with that. But also the fact that I like supporting uh, black female businesses. Me too. So for our second uh, installment of Mimosa Moments with Jazz and Gina, cheers, girl. Cheers. Mmm. Oh, that's and as good. You can see, I have a little bit of OJ in mind, but now see, that's okay. Gina, that's, okay. see, I know. that's the only place where you and I differ. <laughs> I like my st- I like my stuff straight. Give it to me straight, no chaser. Don't add nothing to it. Now, every now and then, I would like a little bit of something, whether it's a little peach, a little pineapple, a little something. But I certainly always want more champagne than I do that. And you know what? You should. You should. So, mine is a little too sweet today. Yeah. Mine is... Yeah. I, I, I'm not a... Let me just say, right out the gate, this current situation that I'm in, I just found out something about myself um, that I can share with you because we're having mimosas and this is our moment. And, and you know, you and I are mimosa close. Yes. Um I found something out about myself that I, I I never knew. And there is a teachable moment in this, but I'm going to be transparent because you're my girl. Okay, tell me. So for years, I thought I was a sweet person. Like I thought I was, you know, people say, oh, you know, she's so sweet and all of that. And mm-hmm. I just recently found out I'm not a sweet person. And I wow. thought I was. How'd you find out? So I was having a conversation with DL and I was telling him about a conversation that I was having with someone else. And I was saying, yeah, you know, and they were saying how sweet it was, you know, and I was like, I know I'm a sweet person just being silly. And he was like, who told you you were sweet? And I was like, (laughs) everybody like I'm a I'm a sweet person. He looked me dead in my face and said, Jasmine, you are a lot of things sweet is not one of them and my feelings were hurt because I really thought you know that that I was sweet and then I thought well wait a second let's define what sweet is I was gonna say what what does that mean what does sweet mean well now in full disclosure I didn't have this conversation in front of his face because I was too mad (laughs) and I was caught in my feelings so I waited until I got home and it really sat with me for a long time like am I a fraud because I I really thought I was sweet and then I began to think about the definition of what sweet means is it I bake you cookies like grandma is it um I coddle is it Uh, the way you speak sugar, like all of those things from a Southern girl. Right. And I realized I'm none of those things. So 
maybe doesn't mean I'm not a nice person. I'm a very, very nice person. I'm a Scorpio to the bone. That means I am that break in case of emergency friend. You know how they have those fire extinguishers? Yes. That's me. You want me in your corner when shit go left. Because if you're my friend, there is nothing I won't do for you. And I thought that was sweet. And when I revisited that conversation with him the next day, he said, that's not the definition of sweet. You're not a sweet girl. I don't think about you as a sweet woman. I just don't. And the more I sat with it, it took a while, but I'm still a little sensitive. But I realize I'm not sweet and, and I'm trying to be okay with that. Okay, so I get what he's saying. Um, I'm not sweet. You're not sweet. We're not the type that go, oh my gosh, babe, you're home. I just love you so much. Let me bake you cookies. Let me run your bath. At least that's not me. But I am the sweet person that what I call sweet that says, hey, babe, I love you. Or, hey, friend, I've got your back. Do you need anything? How are you today? Can I bring you something to eat? You're sick. What do you need? I've got you. Um, But I don't coddle. I don't believe in doing that. But I call that sweet. Um, That's what I thought. I I guess that's what people say is a nice person, a kind person. So then I'm a kind person. You're a kind person. I am a kind person. And that is my current situation is that I am not a sweet person. I am okay with that. I am a very kind, considerate person loyal and giving person. Now my giving is going to come with a lot of uh, chastising, criticizing advice, but it will all come from a place of love, not sweetness. And that's why you're not sweet and I'm not sweet. Now that was my mimosa moment. Now tell me about your current situation. Tell me something about you. So my current situation, you know, I can kind of, I can resonate with what you're saying about the sweetness. You know, we're doing this show, Overcomers. Mm, that's right. One of the mothers, it's a re, you know, reality show. I'm trying to help single mothers overcome their obstacles, go through challenges, get over all this crap that we go through as single mothers or women. And um, I sent them an email and I was telling them how much I love them, but I need them to get this together, get that together. And I said, you know, but when you need me, I'm here, but I need you to make sure you have your act together. Make sure you're meeting your uh, goals. Make sure you're doing your homework, you know, employee. And one of them said, I was too tough. They said, you know what? She's way too hard on us. And basically said, you know what? I'm going to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. Miss Gina doesn't get to tell me what to do. She's mean. And I I read Um. the email back to myself four times, like you. I I got in my bed. I said, let me kind of read this back I said there was nothing in there that was mean. So I had to get on a call with all of them. And I said, look, I will never, ever be that woman that tells you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Period. Period. That's who I am. Like it or don't like it. Do what you want to. But this, these are my rules, my way. Because, you know, I'm trying to help you overcome. So that was my mimosa moment. I had to learn that I have to be me. And being me is yeah. going to be giving it to you straight. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, I think I think there is a common misconception about mean. You could be mean spirited. You can say things that come from a malicious place that make it mean or a hurtful place 
that make it mean. But if in the end, the ultimate goal is to help you reach your fullest potential, is to help you grow, I think that takes pressure. Very much in the same way as it takes pressure to kick out of an egg in order to be born. It takes right. pressure to be put on a stone to turn it into a diamond. It takes pressure to turn metal into a type of steel that you can use. And that's why they put it in the fire and they beat it. Until, yeah. And I'm not saying we're going to beat nobody, but I'm saying verbally, <laughs> maybe the encouragement, but I don't mean with the fists. But what I'm saying is life is a series of being placed under tremendous pressure, whether it is verbally, psychologically, emotionally, and all of those things, you will do one of two things. You will either crack under that pressure or you will come out on the other side as pure gold, baby. And as I say, you will overcome it sore. And like you said, have your mimosa moment. That's it. Cheers to that. The goal is to have that mimosa moment. It is. And try to have as many as possible. That's so important. Yes. Because <laughs> life is a series of mimosa moments. For me, it's more mimosa than it is moments. But hey, I mind that. Sometimes we have to have more, more mimosa than moments. I think we should. I don't think we give ourselves enough um, space to do that and say it's okay. Now, I'm not saying that you should get sloshed every day and drink so much mimosas that, you know, your mind is mush and you can't think. But I think it's okay to enjoy it, to to sip on those moments. Absolutely. To just digress and breathe. Come home, have a bubble bath, get your mimosa, get a book, and just say, Now, let me just say this really quickly and then we're gonna gonna move on because I have something. I, I think we have some 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 great topics or one great topic to talk about that has a lot of different angles and avenues. But I ain't got to the bath yet. I'm trying. I'm a shower girl. I okay. I, I don't like to sit in the tub because I feel like I could be doing so much more. I don't even think about it like hygienically as much as I think I should be doing something else. About two minutes in, my mind is racing because I have self-diagnosed ADHD. And so I can have the candles, (laughs) the bubbles everywhere. I can have a good book. The jazz is playing in the background. And after about two minutes, all I could think is, how quickly can I get out of this tub? (laughs) I want to get out. Okay. See, there's, you know why you're like that? I think the difference, let me not say why, but I can tell you why I have to have my bubble baths. I'm married, four kids, two dogs, and a whole bunch of shit going on. So (laughs) I need my mimosa, my bath in that moment just to you need a bath and a baptism. <laughs> you need to be dunked under the water. You know what I mean? And come back brand new because f- Mary, four kids, two dogs, five chickens, some hens, and a cock-a-doodle-doo. You got a lot going on, girl. That's a lot. Speaking of having a lot going on, this whole Nia Long situation just won't go away. And It has caused a lot of conversation on social media about relationships because people are now, I guess, going more in depth, speaking about, should you stay? Should you forgive? And, you know, we had that conversation on our first podcast. And then, you know, you look up and Giselle Um, is now saying, listen, Tom Brady, I've had these conversations with you before. It's football or family. You can't get, you can't get two F's. 
I mean, well, you can on a Saturday night, but in this particular <laughs> conversation, <laughs> in this conversation, it is causing people to wonder, is marriage worth it? You know, what are the deal breakers? Um, you know, is something like cheating worth staying or is it, it even in a situation with Giselle does she have the right or should she be uh even in a position to say stop playing football or I'm going to leave you like I feel like all of this was happening these types of situations long before the Nia Longs long before you know Giselle and all of that but I think now it's in the forefront and it really has me thinking about relationships more specifically marriage now i know nia long was not married but in my mind long-term relationship for a very long time she might as well have been married i was about to say that i didn't know where you stood on it but i am not one of those people i have an oprah mindset and that is if you're my partner my true partner and mm -hmm. we do everything together we live like we're married we pay bills like we're married as long as i know on paper legally that should something happen to you or me we both are taken care of do i need a ring do i need a piece of paper no because in my heart and my spirit use mine there you go you're married to that person correct so faithful to him yes Absolutely. Absolutely. So now I I really wanted to kind of get your thoughts, especially as someone having been married for a number of years. Um, like what are deal breakers? And I know we don't get the right to say to someone else, you know, Gina, I think your deal breaker ought to be this because I believe that. But, you know, let's let's talk about Giselle and Tom Brady. Like like. For me, where she is, I can't say um, it would be a deal breaker, but I can understand where she is mentally. She's tired. She's fed mm -hmm. up. You said you would come home, you would be part of the family, help out. I heard him have an interview and he said he hadn't had a Christmas, a, a Thanksgiving. Um, he hadn't gone to any funerals, weddings because oh, wow. of his schedule. Um, right. Everything has been football, football, football. So she is worn out. She's tired. And if you broke a promise, yeah. you made a promise. I mean, and, and you know what? My other, you're right. I had not thought about it from that perspective. When you're a football player, I know a ton of them, they all old and retired because, you know, there's yeah. a long time ago that I knew them and I didn't sleep with none of them. It wasn't no, I didn't know them in the, look, I didn't know them in the flesh. I knew them in the spirit, <laughs> but, but I did know that, you know, this one particular friend of mine, very close. Um, he played for a number of teams. He was in the league for 15 years. I have two friends, right? One I'm closer to than the other. And, you know, I remember Christmases, not so mm -hmm. much at home wow. with the family, whether it was practice during the season, during the off season. A lot of people don't understand that, you know, you still have to put in that work every single day in the gym. So no, not a lot of vacations, not a no. lot of Christmas and holidays and birthdays and things like that. No, I won't always be able to show up at the kids, this and that or whatever at school. Their school, every, everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're an absent parent. Yeah. And so I would imagine the person, as in the case of a Giselle, I might feel like, shit, I'm tired of doing it by myself. Yes, it's a lot of money. People will say, go home and cry in a pile of money. But ultimately, I think money in those cases 
may show you and reveal itself to not be everything that you money need. Isn't every, yeah, money doesn't solve every problem. It doesn't solve her heartache. It doesn't it's, uh, solve her missing her husband. Or And kids don't understand money, you know? Of course not. Kids don't get the, oh, daddy's not here because he's making a lot of money. Right. You know, all they understand, daddy's not here. All they understand is, give me. (laughs) (laughs) Give me. That's all I want. Whatever. But yeah, daddy's not there. Daddy's not at the school recital or or the little kids soccer game or whatever it is, you know, activities they have. Daddy's not there. Yeah. Um. So I think that's her, her, for her, and, I believe that's what she is. And the one thing that the, the elephant in the room that we can't overlook is CTE. I mean, yes. I know some people, I know, you know, some people I'm yes. sure, you know, being in, in Dallas and, you know, of course the, the Cowboys and everybody else, you know, and, and just watching the news, anybody who's read anything, I have a friend who half the time can't remember his name. And so if I'm Giselle, I'm thinking, well, shit, I don't want to take care of the kids and you. Like, well, you know what I mean? I don't want to teach you how to walk all over again. Baby's diaper and the daddy's Yeah. Diaper. And I'm not saying, and listen, I don't want to hear from people who say, you know, in sickness and in health, for better, for worse. I understand all of that. But to right. me, that is when something happens to you and you have no control over it. It has been scientifically proven that when you take those hits, this is going to happen to you. Right. So what you're saying is unavoidable illnesses. He can avoid this if at this point in time. So let's cut it off. And that's what she's saying. You know how dangerous this is. His yes. age. Let's be realistic. Let's be realistic. He's not, uh, he's not a new kid on the block. No, you are he's not. Old, old man on the block. You are old man. So your old block man. falls harder than somebody yeah. else's. Yeah. Those bones <laughs> crack a lot. Look at this. They, they're not, they a lot. And so I, when I think about all of that, you know, I think about all of these people on social media, hashtag relationship goals. And l- let me tell you this. I was doing a little bit of research, right? And I see 50% of African-Americans have never been married. I'm one of those people. I'm one of that 50, 50%. And that, and the, uh, uh, black people, period, black women specifically. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Now, yeah. here's the other thing. In that other percentage of black women who have been married, they have a higher divorce rate than any other race. Why? Well, okay, so probably finances. Let's let's be real. Uh financial is probably one. Now, let mm-hmm. me see. Was that the high was that the one of the reasons? It doesn't even, well, it it does say. It says okay. uh, it could be money. It okay. could be uh, the female being more. Um, domineering. Yeah. I didn't want to say that word, but more domineering. And, okay. that, <laughs> and yeah. all of that is based on when you consider where women are and the opportunities that we have today and take full advantage of, we quickly become in some cases, not all, but a little more educated. And even though in the beginning, when the loving and the dick down is good, you don't really think about, oh, it's okay that I make more money. It's okay that this, but then they say resentment after a couple of years begins to set in that every time we go to dinner, I got to reach for my purse or every time we want to go on vacation, you go to the car while I'm, you know, getting the folio and taking care of the, you know what I mean? And so I think a lot of that has something 
These are not my opinions. These, this is my research. So look it up if you're mad at me. Okay. I'm just saying. So right. I, I, and it's reality. That's reality. Reality. It's, it's, what it's reality. And here's the other thing. Now this caught me off guard. Well, what, and I'm going to tell you, and it's why most of us have mimosa moments on the weekends with our girlfriends, because it's our reality. And we go have mimosas to talk about all the time. All the time, because it's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Now, this actually shocked me. And tell me how, how it makes you feel. And I guess it could shock me because I never really thought about it. They say percentage wise, after divorce, black men remarry far faster, three times faster than black women. Yes. That, now, that, that's a fact. That's a fact. Because... Um, they go out. They can marry. They will. They they will marry a woman out of their race. Yes. Um, they can do that faster than we will. Let's just be honest. We're yes. still a little reluctant to date or marry outside of our race. I don't. Or let, I know for a fact I would be. I don't know about you. You said you would not, or you would. I would be. I would be. I'm going to be 100 percent honest. If I got divorced from my husband. I probably would not. I can't, I don't see myself dating outside of my race. Really? I love. I don't. I love a black man, and I don't think a. And I. I mean, I don't want to offend anyone, but it would be hard for me to find the white man that could tolerate my humor. One, my mouth. Two. Um, Understand that. Yeah, I, I just, <laughs> yeah that part. Because. Um, yeah, I just well, see. Uh, let me do something real quick first, because I'm almost I'm gonna preach here for two seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to hear it. I, look, you see, I'm sitting up closer. <laughs> now this is where we differ. Okay. I know without a shadow of doubt, I have more in common with a black man. I absolutely love a black man. But I, my love for black men does not hinder me from saying I would date outside of my race because I feel like, although my mouth, I got a straight sister, Auntie Lily, say it again if you want to, fuck around and find out kind of mouth. <laughs> Pardon my French. I got that fuck around and find out kind of mouth and attitude, right? However, I feel as though one of the reasons why black women uh, don't marry as much and, and there are so many of us who are single, there are more single black women than anything is because we do limit ourselves to saying, I will only date black men. But then we have all of those issues to also consider in that DL and I had a very honest conversation one time. Now I knew this before he and I had this conversation and you know, everybody it's the, the probably the most question that I get asked, why have you never been married and why are you still single? He said to me in the presence of someone who asked me that, that my equivalent would be a rich old white man. Now, first I was like, first of all, don't put nobody old on me. <laughs> I ain't with it. Clearly, I didn't have a problem with the rich and the white, but the old, mm-mm. I don't want no shriveled up. Mm-mm. Don't want it. But, Please don't. Please don't. But, but I feel as though 
I just don't want to limit myself when it comes to love uh, and a relationship. If I could find someone or if someone found me and they were good to me, they we got along. We were in sync with my humor because I have that raw, raunchy kind of humor sometimes because I am very, very pink with hues of blue. Um, if I can say that, considering this whole new thing about gender neutral and colors, you can't whatever. I'm old school. Look, I'm old school, so I'm gonna call it. <laughs> and so I know, I I know that a black man would be the ultimate for me. I would love that, but I am not opposed to you know a little you know sandy colored or snow colored whatever he could he could be white from the tap like from sweden and if he did right by me and right. loved me and he understood that every now and then he going to get the who are you talking to like that he going to get the eye roll he going to get the finger snap he going to get he's going to get the I'm, I'm not right getting ready to talk. you all right with it i'm all right with that you know what and i think it's okay i now i have dated before arthur and i got married my husband I dated outside of our race. It just wasn't for me. I'm not. And, and what did you not like about it? What was it that you didn't I'm like? Not and I don't want anybody emailing, texting, calling, none of that. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, if I'm not attracted to a black woman, I am not attracted to white men. I'm not. Not just going with that. Gone. I don't even look at I, You said different. go on with it. Get on. Yeah. Don't come around here. <laughs> There is not a white man that I've been attracted. I am attracted to a black. Really? Give me a dark skin man. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Italian, Italian. Okay, I can I can do Italian. I can do Italian. You give me a sexy Italian, uh, I can do that. Okay. It, it, it's just yeah, I'm just not attracted. Really? And it, and it, I'm I'm not a race. I love. I mean, I love all people. George Clooney. George Clooney. No. No? Shit. Ah. Uh. There's not a white guy that you could name that I'm attracted to. Not one. Not one white guy that you could name. I mean, unless I don't know him, I'm not attracted to white men. But if they have a little bit of color like The Rock, because The Rock to me, he black. I'm not attracted to him. <laughs> he's never been, no, my daughter thinks he's so, I'm like, I know, girl, I need to get some more. <laughs> he, does, he does absolutely nothing for me. I'm with I'm your daughter. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to say what I'm with your saying. daughter, honey, because if The Rock walked through this door right now, this podcast will be do over, kaput. I mean, I would be respectful because I know he's married. I'm saying if the single rock walked through this door, you would, you would. I would have so many mimosa moments they wouldn't even fit on this show. <laughs> I love it. No, I, he does absolutely nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. Well, let me say this. I, I, I understand the the not wanting to date outside the race because I do still believe to each his own. I think that's very important. I think whatever floats your boat. However, I will say within the past week or so, I've really been nervous about marriage. I saw where Tia Maori divorced. I, I saw Miguel perfect. divorced. Yeah. I saw um, Anthony Anderson 
divorced. I saw, uh, obviously, the Giselles and Nia wasn't married, but in my book, she was. And so it makes me feel like all of these people that looked like they had this storybook romance, and maybe they did, and it just wore off. And so in my head, I'm, I'm wondering, is the old adage of it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all? Is that still true? I'm going to say it is true. It is true. For me, I would have, I would prefer to love and lose that person than to never have loved again. And I'll give it another good old college try. I really will. I, Hmm. I, I, I believe in having a relationship. I believe in having romance. Um, a partner. Now, it doesn't have to be marriage. Okay. I'm just a partner. Okay. Because I believe if I got divorced, uh, I don't see myself getting married again. Because I know how what it's working this bad. Yes, okay? it's, I heard. You know, I heard marriage is work, work, work. Marriage is work. Marriage is knowing how to give and forgive. Um, it's a lot of give and take. It, it's work. See, it's the first two words that you win me on. I'm a giver. I'm gonna give, 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 but now I ain't taking shit. What if the that's the problem. Is- I can't. I'm not that's taking shit. That's my problem. Yeah, I'm a giver too. But if you have someone who's not a giver, and then you've given so much, you know, and your tank is empty. That's what happens with people, you know, in marriage. It's like, well, dang, I, I, I've been giving the last ten years, and the, I need you for thirty minutes, and you couldn't show up. Right. That's what we're talking about. That Giselle Tom Brady thing. I, hey, I've given you. Everything you said you would come home and give us this little bit of your time and you can't. But that's why I say the first word works for me. I'm a giver. But the taker part is I mean, I ain't taking no shit. I ain't I'm not doing it. If I give, you better be giving too. It's gotta be give and give. It can't be give and take. It's gotta be give and give with me. (laughs) I I, I don't know. That part. That's all I'm saying. it, It doesn't work. I wish it did work like that, but it's it's give take and then this one might take and this one might give so you you know you're just mm. in there just doing this all the mm-hmm. time gene i don't so want nobody taking do i don't want nobody to take i don't want mm-mm. i don't want yeah. it. and then i lose faith when i'm realizing these people the tias the anthony's the brad and oh my god the brad pitt and angelina jolie i think whether you were yeah. black or white Puerto Rican or whatever it took all of us for a loop because we were like wait a second you guys had like the ultimate whirlwind romance you adopted all of these kids you were going around town i mean around the country and the globe doing all of these benevolent things and then all of a sudden it was out and now it's so messy and i'm like what happened to the love like, where is the love? What happened to that? So it's making me, I'm not saying I'm losing faith in they love. Got caught up in it. They, I don't know. If, well, well, I'll ask this. Was the love ever there? Was it love or was it romance? Well, I don't know. Can romance last 28 years? Because if I'm not mistaken, Anthony Anderson was married for 28 years or something no, like that. Romance does not last 28 years. Love can't. There's a difference. Love is an action. It's really not something you feel. Romance is what you feel. It's like, oh, babe, you're here. Love is what you do when you don't even want to do for this person. Like, you love your friend. Get it? Think about it. You have, you know, a family member. You love them. You might not like them, but you still go out and do something for them, even though, Mm. dang, 
Okay. See, that's what, that's what people forget. They, they think love is the feeling. Love is not a feeling. It's an act. It's an act. Romance is the feeling. And, and you got to be able to, once the romance is gone, you have to mm. love. You know, that's the heart. It's like, uh, that's the hard so part. Yeah. And I would imagine when you add romance. to that, everything that goes on, like what's happening in each of those celebrity relationships that we talked about, I would imagine years of that could wear on you so heavily that you could decide irreconcilable differences. Like we just ain't gonna ever get it together. Or, you know, I had enough of this, that, and the other. I mean, I think- do that, yeah. I mean, and I think it just takes tremendous courage. I think it takes a tremendous amount of- um, long suffering and forgiveness, all of those things. And I don't have none of them. (laughs) So I'm working on that. And that's my mimosa moment. I'm working on me. Okay. Well, my my mimosa moment is I have to do all that on a daily basis to keep this marriage going. And so does Arthur. And so we just have our mimosa moments together. Well, listen, that's what me and you are here for, to help other people get through their mimosa moments, including those overcomers. I want to hear more about that because I feel like that is the ultimate word for all of this, regardless of what your situation is, right? Whether it's in a situation where you're in a relationship, a marriage, a partnership, or you could be by yourself, you're still dealing with all of those things, trying to find your mimosa moment. Yes. And it's just trying to overcome it all. And honey, we're going to talk about that. As a matter of fact, you know, I told you, I want you to talk with the mothers. I want you to get in there, coach them, coach them girl, and, and get them to their mimosa moment. Let me tell you something. You might want to have a couple of cases of, of mimosa on deck because they're going to need it by the time I get finished <laughs> with them. <laughs> Listen, Gina, I love it when we get together and have these moments. I think I think everyone should have that girlfriend. And if you don't have that, that's what we're here for. We are creating a tribe of women who are full of mimosa moments who want to share those things so we can all help each other because that's really what we're here for. We're here to help each other overcome, to laugh about it and not sit in corners and cry in dark rooms by ourselves. I know your grandmama taught you to go in your prayer room and cry it out, but sometimes you need somebody to work with you through it with a little mimosa there we go there we go prayer on this weekend i'm I'm not gonna tell you get your prayer on go pray on oh no you gotta pray you gotta do that sometimes that prayer might come with champagne i don't know i'm just saying so make sure you guys download the podcast subscribe to us we are available wherever podcasts are uh whether that's spotify apple uh lena she's laying on the floor having she didn't have one too many mimosa moments but normally she gives me all of those things but we are available you can find us on instagram i am at i am jasmine sanders and gina where are you i'm gina at women That's where we are at this moment of our mimosa moment. But we will be back with more mimosas, more mimosa moments with Gina and Jazz. And, of course, lots of laughs. There you go. Thank you, girl. I'll see you soon. Look at this. Empty. Just a shame, girl. (laughs) Thank you, girl. Mimosa moments to everyone. (laughs) There you go. Have a good weekend. You too, baby. Bye.